Kia ora coven, welcome to episode 3, episode toru of Burn the Patriarchy season 2. I'm so excited for today's episode because we have an amazing guest joining us. Today we're joined by Jordan Quinn, who's the curator of the Six Workers of Aotearoa art exhibit. Let's just get straight into the show because I am so excited about today's guest. My name's Jordan Quinn. I'm the curator of the annual Six Workers of Aotearoa art exhibition and the co-owner of Enza Pleasures. I asked Jordan to talk about the Six Workers of Aotearoa art exhibit, where it started, how long it's been going, and why she created this incredible event. So it started in Wellington in 2019, which is what makes this year so exciting because we're going back to Wellington. So we've kind of come full circle. Like we did Wellington and then we did Auckland in 2020 and then we did Christchurch in 2021 and now we're back to Wellington. So it's kind of coming back to where it all began. So where it started back in 2018, um, I was interviewed for a documentary called The Secret Life of Sex Workers. It was three short interviews. Um, So one was myself, um, one was a transgender sex worker from down south and one was a brothel operator. And during the interview, like this is before I became face out. So the whole interview was just my, my red lips down. But the, the thing about doing that documentary, I'm really glad I did it. It was something really out of my comfort zone. You know, the, the director was lovely and the camera person was great, but it got to a point, especially at the end, the very last question was, is sex work empowering? And if you're a sex worker, it's one of those questions. It's like, oh God, here we go. Like you're rolling your eyes. <laughs> Um, and I'm really happy with the way I answered it. And a lot of people who saw the documentary was like, you answered that really well. It got, it got me thinking about, you know, after watching myself in this documentary, how, you know, neither of the people who were interviewing me were sex workers or had been in the industry. They just had this, this interest of wanting to, you know, share our secret lives in inverted commas. And the, the questions were all kind of, you know, reasonably the, the common questions that we get asked. And I thought, you know, why aren't, sex workers sharing their own stories like why is it always an outsider that has to share our you know our secrets and you know give give civilians an inside glimpse into the sex industry and, and it's really obvious it's it's you know stigma stereotypes and discrimination like nobody wants to put themselves themselves out there uh, it's a really scary thing to do and so i thought how can i create a space where uh, sex workers can share their stories without doxing themselves and i thought well an art exhibition <laughs> so you know get sex workers from all over the country, they they enter in their art, they can put their, their sex worker name or anonymous or an artist name on there. They don't have to risk doing it. So I do all the, all the legwork. You know, I'm the one that reaches out to the galleries. I'm the one that if there is paperwork that leads, needs a legal name, that it's my legal name on there. Um, nobody has to risk putting themselves out there, but they can share their stories, which is really important. The Sex Workers of Aotearoa Art Exhibit is a truly magical event that holds a lot of significance for the sex workers who partake in it, whether by attending as a guest or showcasing their art. I asked Jordan whether she plans to continue on with this wonderful event in the future. Yeah, I, I don't want it to stop. I would like it to keep going. You know, my, my second in charge, my, my sidekick, Addison, that I call her, a lot of this I couldn't do without her. She's, she's very helpful. And we were discussing about, you know, how does this continue if I decide to stop it? And we were looking into making it uh, its own entity, its own charitable entity and, you know, making a, a board of people and getting more people on board. But that comes, again, with its own risks, like who wants to risk putting their name on a board? And so those sort of things I'm still working out. Um, for now, it's just me and Edison. <laughs> but I, I love it. 
like sure it gets stressful as hell and every year I get to a point where I'm like why am I doing this <laughs> but then you get to opening night and I stand up there in front of everyone and I'm looking at everyone's artwork and and I just thought this this is why I do it this is why I go through the hard slog and you know trying to find venues and following up with people and um, getting pushed back and it's totally worth it and we've we've definitely nailed the process now like we have a six-page document step by step this is how you put it together we've got it down pat. As previously stated, this event holds a lot of significance to sex workers who partake in it. But what has the response of the general public been? The people who our sex workers are trying to connect with through our art? The first two years that we did SWOA, um, in Wellington, it was completely run by the gallery's volunteers. So I wasn't there all the time. So the only feedback I got was through forms. With Auckland, I minded the gallery for, I think it was two Sundays out of the two weeks. Again, it was minded by those volunteers and so the feedback was mostly through forms unless I managed to talk to some people. Last year I was there for the, almost the entire two weeks. The feedback was extremely different. I had the forms and then I talked to so many people. There's actually feedback on the website. You can you can go down to last year's and you can see I, I put up a bunch of feedback. And it's it's a mix of, you know, this this is really great, you know, sex work is a human too, blah 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 blah. Or unexpected. Like they were like, oh, I never thought about it like this way or, oh, this is really eye-opening or I've never thought of sex workers or I've never thought of the industry. And so it's just, it's a whole new world for people. Sitting there and seeing who comes in and out, there's always people that walk in and do a really quick glance and go, oh my God, this is not for me. And then immediately leave. And you kind of, you know, you go up to them and say hi and they're just like super awkward. They're like, just get me out of here. No, massive mix. I think in the general feedback, there was never anything, and never anything horrible. Um, just people having their eyes opened or people really proud to, to see the show. Overall, very good. So why does this event hold such a significance for the sex workers who partake in it? Well, I think with, you know, the representation of the industry in, in the media, it's not like sex work is a spectrum. There is no black and white in sex work. It's not just, you know, oh, it's sex work is this or sex work is that. It's like, no, it's a spectrum. It's every shade of grey. And I think a lot of people struggle to understand that. Because like you said, like people have different experiences. And so um, someone might meet a sex worker and, and then they make this assumption that all sex works like that. And so this exhibition gives you a really vast array of the different experiences and the different types of people who do it and why they do it, which I think is really important. You know, you can't fit all sex workers into one box. It's, it's, it's such a vast difference between all of us. For sex workers themselves, like I remember the very first opening night, Wellington 2019. And people were just like, this is incredible. I feel like I'm in such a safe space. I could talk to people. I met other sex workers. Like some people had never met another sex worker. They they work in their own little bubbles and they go home and they work in their own little bubbles and and they'd never met other people. And that, that just blew my mind because I'm a sex worker, a social butterfly. And so for a lot of people having a, an, an evening where they didn't have to filter what they said, where they could be really honest, where they could, you know, share their experiences and other people would go, yeah, me too. I feel that too. That was super important. And I think for, for sex workers coming to see the show, they resonate with so many of the artworks. Or maybe some of them are like, oh, you know, I didn't consider that perspective either. And I think being a, a curator of the show is quite interesting because I remember thinking the first year, there was one particular artwork that was like, oh my God, can we put this in? Is this going to offend people? And I thought, no, I, I, can't, I can't curate people's, you know, voice. Like what, what I get, unless it's completely derogatory against a specific group, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not curating. It's really important to have people share their voice from their experience. 
unaltered from my media agenda or any agenda really. The Six Workers of Aotearoa Art Exhibit showcases a variety of art forms with many of the pieces being available to purchase. Yeah, yep, art is for sale. Not every artist wants to sell their artwork, so there's always like two or three pieces that are not for sale, but generally most of it is, and it ranges in price. We have so many different mediums. You get, you know, photography, sculpture, acrylic, watercolour, ceramic. I mean, the first year we had a human statue. Um, Obviously, you couldn't buy the human statue, but (laughs) they were there on opening night. If you're a sex worker based in Aotearoa, including migrant sex workers operating within Aotearoa, it's not too late to submit to the 2022 Sex Workers of Aotearoa Art Exhibit. Uh, Entry forms into SWOA 2022 are open until April 14th. So that's the last day to get the entry form filled in and completed. The artwork doesn't need to be finished and delivered until May 12th, so you've got another four weeks after that. So April 14th, if you've been thinking about entering SWOA, which every year people are like, I'm going to enter next year. It's like, do it, do it this year. (laughs) Fill in that entry form. And you don't have to be a fancy artist. You don't have to be trained. It's about the story and the voice behind the artwork that is the most powerful thing. And we always put up artist statements so you, you get a chance to explain the story behind the artwork as well. And we take any medium, photography, Acrylics, watercolour, drawing, mixed media, Um, we've had film, uh, poetry, we've got somebody who's writing a small book, we've got zines, performance. If you are thinking of doing performance, please reach out to me because we'd love to have you to perform on the opening night. What else have we had? Installations, sculpture, pottery, stickers. I think we had stickers one year. When promoting the 2021 Six Workers of Aotearoa Art Exhibit, Jordan reached out to Art Metro, an art school based in Christchurch. She politely asked if they would be interested in advertising the event on their notice board. This was the response she received. Content warning for whorephobia and anti-sex work rhetoric. Quote, Hi Jordan, not a chance. Not only would I not be interested in supporting your endeavour, but I would be quite keen to stand against it. I am totally against the mainstreaming of prostitution regardless of what the law may allow. It is nothing more than a modern form of slavery that reduces women to the level slash status of objects. Not cool. Kind regards. End quote. I asked Jordan if she would like to touch on this event and the impact it had on the show. At, at the time, when I first got that email back and my heart started racing and I got anxious and I'm like, oh my God, I've abandoned somebody. Like, I'm a horrible person. Um, that initial conflict was awful. But now you look back on it, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So for obviously people who have no idea what we're talking about. um, So Art Metro was the the Christchurch art shop and his name is Simon, Simon Well Measley. He replied saying that, you know, he would stand against the art show because what we're doing is the oppression of women and children and yeah, we're slaves. And yeah, so it was kind of at at first, like I said, my, my first reaction was, you know, fear and anxiety. And I messaged a friend and I was like, I've just received this. How do I respond? And she's like, you know, nice and calm. Ask him, you know, where his opinions came from, blah, blah, blah. And you can see that in my response in the email. So I did. And he replies again with a very chunky paragraph, very in-depth um, feelings. And so first we put it on Twitter. I put screenshots and was just like thoughts and let people respond. And I'd say that 90% of the responses were like, you know, he's living in the dark ages. His, you know, comments are really discriminatory. They're not helpful. They're harmful you know, stuff like that. And I think the scariest thing was when I actually Googled who this person was, is he ran for the new Conservative Party the year before. 
So what's worse is this is somebody, he's not just an art shop owner. This is somebody who had the potential to get into parliament and to make laws about groups like us. And so, again, it, it made complete sense that his views were like that. You know, the new, new conservatives are anti-single mothers and, you know, religious this and that. And so, yeah, we, we put it on Twitter and then it got picked up by News Talk ZB very briefly, um, but it was still cool to be on there. Stuff picked it up. The press picked it up. So, no, really, really great publicity. And the amount of people that came in and were like, oh, oh, my God, you know, I, I shop there. I do art classes there. I, I, I didn't know that he had these views. And it's like, well, of course you don't. Um, but here it is. And I'm, I get the feeling that he regrets doing it through the business email, his personal views through the, through the business. I think in an interview with him, he does admit that, oh, maybe he shouldn't have been so harsh in his wording. But in the same respect, I'm glad that he was. You know, these are, these are his true views. And there are lots of people's views who completely agree with him. Oh, it fit perfectly into last year's catalogue theme too, because last year's catalogue theme, was a whole lot of um, angry heads and speech bubbles saying all this stereotypical discriminatory stuff. And so I just took one of them and put his words in there. <laughs> Boom, advertising. Being an independent sex worker herself, I asked Jordan what she wished the general public understood about the sex work industry. But it is a spectrum. There is no black and white when it comes to sex work or the industry. And I think when it comes to having discussions around sex work, that you have to remember that. You have to remember it's every shade of grey. I guess when it boils down to it, like, I want people to see us as human. And and I know that loads of people do, but every now and then you get the stereotypical or um, the stigmatising comments that reflect that, you know, some people don't see us as human. Some people don't see the industry as legitimate. And the, and the reasons why people enter the industry are also so vast. And I think from becoming a sex worker myself, I've become a lot less judgmental. You know, I'm a lot more um, open-minded. I'm a lot more willing to understand why people do what they do and um, appreciate different people's viewpoints, even if I may not have experienced the same or even if I don't agree with it, you know. The Sex Workers of Aotearoa Art Exhibit relies on donations to support this annual event. So SFOA is completely run on donations. Every year we set up a give a little page. This year we're aiming for $6,000. I remember the first year I did it, I remember thinking, oh, you know, nobody's going to donate to this. But we did get donations. So the more money we get this year, the more is going on, the more money is going on to advertising. And we've also applied for the Wellington City Council Creative um, Community Scheme. So I'm really hoping that they're going to pay our, our gallery funding because that's two and a half grand alone just to hire the gallery. So the other day I checked our funding and we've just hit the 4,000 mark which is really cool so 2,000 more to go and I know I know we'll go over that people are very generous and very giving when it comes to SOA they, they really believe in you know what's happening everyone who donates $20 or more I will emphasize that or more <laughs> um, I will email you and give you the opportunity if you would like a catalogue I post out the catalogues once the exhibition's over I have a catalogue from the two years I've attended they're so cool they're such cool things to have if you couldn't tell by the enthusiasm in her voice, Jordan is extremely passionate about this incredible event. So if you're bursting at the seams to attend, here's all the information you need to know. We were accepted into the New Zealand Academy of Fine Arts, which sounds super fancy. Um, so the NZAFA, it's on the Queen's Wharf waterfront of Wellington. Um, the, the space that we've got, it's this beautiful beautiful white gallery, big windows, lots of light. Super excited to be there. And it'll be on from June 11th to 26th. 
And if you're a sex worker, keep the evening of June 11th free because that's when we'll be having opening night. And I am just going to quickly say that if you're a client and listening to this, I'm sorry, but you cannot come to opening night. (laughs) The recording cut off before she got a chance to explain, but to summarise her response, opening night is sex workers only. Sorry, clients, but please be sure to come and check out the art when it's open to the general public. Thank you so much to Jordan Quinn for coming onto the show. If you're hoping to keep up with the details for the Six Workers of Aotearoa art exhibit, or you'd like to connect to Jordan Quinn herself, here are her social media details, which I'll also post in the show notes. So the SWOA website is regularly updated, swoa.co.nz. We were on Twitter, so swaotearoa. The same handle is on Instagram, swaotearoa. Facebook is swofaotearoa. <laughs> Um, Facebook doesn't get used as much, you know. If you want to keep up to date, stick with our Twitter and our Instagram. I really want to promote NZ Pleasures. So the only, I feel like I'm saying this right, the only platform in New Zealand that is run by sex workers for sex workers, aka myself (laughs) and my business partner. So, you know, if you want to support a platform that supports you, go support NZ Pleasures. That's nzpleasures.co.nz. And we support all different people from... Uh, from all sectors of the industry. So escort, central massage, um, BDSM, fetish, and online services. And then I guess if if people want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at, at giggly underscore Jordan. Tina Goto for listening to today's episode of Burn the Patriarchy podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed learning all about the Six Workers of Aotearoa art exhibit, and I do eagerly invite you to attend if you are able to. I've attended the previous two years, even submitting my own piece for the Tamaki Makoro Six Workers of Aotearoa art exhibit. I performed as Bruce the strip club customer for opening night, and it was lots of fun. Thank you so much for listening. Please submit an art piece if you feel inclined to, if you're a sex worker in Aotearoa. Be sure to check out the show notes for details on sex workers of Aotearoa art exhibit. And I'll see you all in the next episode. Araha nui coven, burn the patriarchy, and I'll see you all next time. Burn the Patriarchy is an independent podcast Written, edited, and hosted by Vixen Temple in Aotearoa. If you'd like to support the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. Alternatively, if you have the means, you can donate to the show via my PayPal in the show notes. 